game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Afrogetti. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Mustache. It's November. Ah, not anymore. That's it. Welcome into Post Game Pints Podcast. I'm Campbell. He's Gallo. We're in it for another round. And if you can't tell, we might be going a little NFL today. Uh, I'll see if uh, Mitch can figure out what jersey I'm wearing all show long. <laughs> as as uh, I got this yellow football jersey who knows all right we got plenty to get to uh it's brought to you by labrosse brewery check them out at labrosse.com 133 labrosse in point claire uh mention the podcast you get 10 percent off it's that easy you can mention something that happened on the podcast like if we ask you who was on the last podcast well it was the best girl and she's probably the one that's going to serve you when you go there and she knows her uh brews quite well but mitch you want to talk yes, NFL? Sir. you want to talk nfl rapid fire oh. Hey, NFL is the only sport going on right now, so let's talk a little National Football League. All right. I, I, I kind of want to concentrate <clears throat> on quarterbacks because quarterbacks are where it's at when yeah. it comes to the NFL. You, you and I, if we say who's the best quarterback in the NFL, are we both just going to yes. say Patrick Mahomes? Okay, that's fine. I'm with you, 25-year-old Patrick Mahomes. Who is the closest to being – in the same category as Patrick Mahomes. Who's number two in the National Football League, Mitch? All right, well, great minutes when I'm done my spiel. Blah, 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 Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 Aaron Rodgers. I know I'm biased, but Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. So I know it's coming up in about two minutes. Very, very predictable. Well, but... it, should, it should be coming up now because that's what you should be saying. Well, you know what? He's a, he's a great quarterback, and I don't want to take uh, anything away from him. But I think in, in this day and age, if we're going to talk about who can be closest to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to take a pocket pass from like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take somebody who's a little more fleet of foot. So okay, hold on, say, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm just – that's fine. And, and by closest, I meant just closest to his caliber, not closest to how he is. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I just want to – Who's number two, however they are. But go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Well, I just, I mean, I just uh, to what I said. I think Peyton Manning is of high caliber and he wasn't fleet of foot. And obviously Tom Brady is considered by many the greatest quarterback of all time, and he didn't run all that well either. But in this day and age, in this NFL, if I'm running a team, I want to go with somebody who is fleet of foot, someone maybe a little bit younger, but not young where they don't have experience. Sean, the guy I'm going to go with is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, his stats are off the charts, even though 
He had a bad game a couple weeks ago against the LA Rams. His statistics are still very, very strong. So I mark it down here. Uh, right now in passing yards, uh, Russell Wilson is second after uh, Patrick Mahomes. In completion percentage, he ranks third. In touchdown passes, he ranks number one. And in rushing yards, he ranks number four among quarterbacks. I just think that Russell Wilson has the complete package. He does a little bit of everything. Nice touch on his ball. He can throw deep. He can dink and dunk. He can run the football. And I think we would be talking much better about Russell Wilson if his secondary wasn't putrid and he doesn't have a couple losses tacked onto his record because his defense can't stop anything as far as uh, aerial attack. So I'm going to say Russell Wilson right now is the guy to me that deserves to be right under the caliber of Patrick Mahomes. Of course, I'm going by the way they've played this year. All right, look, one, I'm going to say I like your answer. Okay, I really do. But And I know that I'm biased, but you know what I'm going to say. The, there, there is a difference between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I understand Russell Wilson runs the ball better, but Russell Wilson is still prone to a boneheaded throw every now and then. Just a bad play, like eat the ball, take the sack, throw it away. Something that Aaron Rodgers does time and time again. And maybe that affects his completion percentage because he throws away more balls. And I'm just thinking, just throw Aaron Rodgers with the receiving core of Lockett and DK Metcalf. I know he has Devontae Adams, trust me. But the, <laughs> the drop-off from Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard or uh, Valdez Scantling is just tenfold. And I think about the same thing when you think about the weapons that Patrick Mahomes had. Like, just even add, add, put Russell Wilson with those weapons. Put Aaron Rodgers with those weapons. I mean, put Daniel Jones with those weapons. I think the, the, there's going to be a difference. I just think the, the ability to protect the football in today's game is something that Aaron Rodgers does just as well and at that you know, high level, better than anybody else. I think that there is that elite throwing the deep ball. You got that with Russell Wilson. You got that with Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to sit here and debate about their arm strength between the two. I don't think we need to. I just think there's just that one little thing about protecting the ball that Aaron Rodgers gets the edge over Russell Wilson. But I'm not going to lie. I think those are the two that are the closest to Patrick Mahomes. Well, because uh, if I you don't said think... if you said Aaron Rodgers just to take it away from me, I would have said Russell Wilson. I <laughs> I think that uh, Rodgers uh, is in a class of his own when it comes to football IQ and protecting the football and not making boneheaded plays. If we're talking about that aspect of things. I actually might have him ahead of Patrick Mahomes at this time. Thing is, the other guys, you know, they have some other strengths that maybe Rodgers yeah. doesn't. Rodgers is getting up there in age, Sean, and still yeah. only has that one uh, Super Bowl championship uh, to, his, uh, to his belt, whereas the other two guys are under 30 and have some time to add a couple more notches since they both have one apiece. Yeah, they Time's only have sticking one. on your boy. They, they only have one. They only have one. We'll see after this year. Maybe one of those guys are going to have two. Maybe they're going to – you know, two of these three guys are going to be in the Super Bowl, which I'd take because the talent that you have at the quarterback position is, is high end. Anyways, I just wanted – I think those guys are the closest. So let's transition that. You said getting up there in age, Mitch. Let's take quarterbacks 38 and over because if you go 35 and over, I think it's not even close. Aaron Rodgers wins because he's right there. Yeah. But 38 and over. Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, 
Tom Brady, Drew Brees, all on winning teams and having great years. I mean, ups and downs. Which old quarterback do you trust the most? Who well, do you think I, out of the all? Out of all I those think old- the answer is easy, Sean. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Look at the standings. Look at the records. I, I like what Philip Rivers has done. Philip Rivers in big games has always let his team down. Historically, with San Diego, anytime like th- this guy would have the greatest statistics in the regular season, and then can never win a playoff game. You look at success, playoff success, success this season, the ability to do different things. The answer is Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to have a hard time pitching me on the other three guys, Sean. Well, I knew you weren't going to say Tom Brady. <laughs> and look, just there's Tom Brady, and it, it, it's funny. I, I was kind of looking at the interceptions in the last three years. He's up there. He's a guy that just throws a lot of picks. He's just not the same, uh, you know, in in ball protection like he used to be. He makes he doesn't read defenses like he used to. Uh, he's not really cohesive with his group. He does still make plays. He's still Tom Brady, and he's better than most. Trust me, he's on a good team, and he'll be fine, and they'll be competitive, and he gets hot at the right time. Tom Brady can be walking away with number seven. We all know that. Drew Brees, I just don't see the arm strength anymore. Philip Rivers, I do like, but I, 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 I want to sit here and disagree with you, but I can't make a case than any other one than Ben Roethlisberger. He's a proven winner in the playoffs. He's coming back from injury, and he's looking great. He's not looking dominant. He's using the weapons that he has around him. He still has a quality deep ball that lands into the hands of Claypool. And he's making young guys look good. I, I, I'm i with you. As old guys go, I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. Sorry. I want to disagree with you, Mitch, but I can't. All right. So who do you have among the young guys? All right. And, and by young, since Patrick Mahomes is 25, anybody under 25, you could go Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert, who I really like. But I got to go Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. I got to go with Kyler Murray. I just really like the dynamic of him. The only thing I'm worried about is what we're kind of seeing with Lamar Jackson. MVP already at such a young age. And he just, he looks like he's easy to defend now. I know he's impossible to defend and the game plans go through. I hope that doesn't happen to Kyler Murray next year, what we're seeing with Lamar Jackson. And I hope that they can work through it. Uh, I think maybe in 10 years, I might be talking about Justin Herbert because I really like what I see from him in the Chargers. But out of the young quarterbacks right now, I can't turn away from a game that Kyler Murray is in. And that's a factor for me is watchability. And I've really been impressed. The Hail Mary coming from behind. He almost did it again. He just ran out of time uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I, I got to go young guy, Kyler Murray. Well, you, you know what? It's funny because if we would have had this uh, conversation just 10 weeks ago, we would have been talking about Lamar Jackson would have been a slam dunk. And right now I'm inclined to say uh, Kyler Murray. But you know, then again, I, I want to make it a fair fight between all the different quarterbacks that we're talking about. And Kyler Murray, I love watching him play, Sean. You and I have spoken about this. I was really looking forward to that game between Seattle and Arizona a couple weeks ago. But the fact of the matter is he has a lot of help. In, in, in the backfield, he has Chase Edmonds and he has Kenyon Drake, a two-headed monster in the backfield when he can run too. Like you, you put the ball in this guy's hands, he looks like Super Mario, how fast his feet are moving. I love watching play. He has one of the best receivers in football in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so it's a good situation to walk into in, in your second season in the NFL when you have two of the better running backs in the game 
and a threat like DeAndre Hopkins and a pretty decent offensive line. So I look around, I'm like, okay, if we're talking about 10 years from now, who are we going to be talking about? And you know what? Draft pedigree means something to me, Sean, uh, when you're the top draft pick uh, in any given year. And I know Kyler Murray was at the top of the board uh, two seasons ago. But man, oh man, I think uh, as long as he could come back from that horrific injury from a week ago or two weeks ago now, Joe Burrow was having a fantastic rookie season. I know it's a good rookie class with Burrow, uh, Tua, and Herbert all going in the top 10 of that draft. But man, oh man, Joe Burrow is a special player. And as long as he heals to 100%, I think we're going to be talking about him down the road with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was counting it up. There are 11, now that I know Burrow's hurt, and then Tua lost his job to Fitzpatrick again, but there were 11 quarterbacks, 25 or under starting for their team in the National Football League. And that included Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, we're, I think we're in a golden age of quarterbacks coming into the NFL of guys that I think are going to have long careers, that these guys might be just at the head of their team for decades. And we see at the other end, I told you about the old guys, 38 years old, they're going to have to move on at some point. But right under them, you have the Matt Ryans and the Aaron Rodgers at 35 plus, you know, Matt Stafford's not far. Uh, right in the middle, you have Russell Wilson. We're in a golden age of quarterbacks with these young guys, and some of these young guys might be there for a very long time. Yeah, well, I think I read a story on NFL.com that was comparing this draft class of 2020, which featured Burrow, Tua, and Herbert to the draft class in 1983 that featured Elway, Marino, and Montana. So some high praise already directed at the rookies from this year's crop. Why don't you let us know in the comments uh, below here on uh, Post Game Pints Podcast, Campbell and Gallo. Uh, who's one of your favorite old quarterbacks, 38 plus? Who's one of your favorite young quarterbacks? And is there anybody that close to Patrick Mahomes? A little NFL talk. And of course, Mitch, we are brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. Uh, make sure you go by. And if you mention the podcast and that you were watching uh, this episode, talking NFL, if you're talking anything else, make sure that uh, you mention the podcast because you're going to just get 10% off your purchase. And it's going to be pretty, pretty sweet. Plus, Mitch, we've been teasing it. We've been teasing it the last few uh, uh, podcasts, but I know on social media, on our Post Game Pints Facebook page, on your Twitter, on my Twitter, uh, wherever we are, we're all over social media. Uh, Mitch, something pretty special is coming down uh, coming Christmas. Yeah, you know what? I was getting some ideas, Sean, with uh, the uh, Bar Letier, uh, as far as what beer I'm going to come up with. And uh, the Angry Galileo is going to be something delicious. I can promise you that. And I know you got something special in store for the IPA, for the play-by-play IPA. Yeah, the Campbell play-by-play IPA versus the Angry Gallo Ale. That will be coming. Uh, we're, you know, in conjunction with LeBros. Gallo's getting a beer. I'm getting a beer. And then we're going to turn it to you, and you're going to tell us which beer you like best. I hope you try them both. But I just hope you try two of mine and one of his. That's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that in the month of December. Uh, Labrosse.com. Check out their opening hours. Uh, the tap room's not open just yet. Of course, COVID restrictions. But you can go and pick up your beer. And when you do, mention the Post Game Pints podcast.
Ready for some classic sports arguments, Mitch? I was born ready, Sean. You want to talk money? Sure. All right. Before we talk money, have you figured out uh, what jersey I'm wearing yet? Yeah, it's a uh, Green Bay Packers Favre jersey. All right. There you go. They never wore the yellow, though. They never wore the yellow. Thank, thank God. <laughs> it's pretty bright. <laughs> it's pretty bright. Uh, all right. So what do we got for our classic sports argument? All right, classic sports argument, Sean. This week we're going to go with what is the worst contract in the NHL? Oh, there's so many, Mitch. There's so many. There's so many. So are you letting me go, or you would you like to go first? Do you want? Uh, you, no, like, you can go first. Are you Are you worried that I might steal your worst contract? Because there are there are so many to choose from. There's so a many little, back. A little bit, but I only wrote one down. Okay. I'll, I, I wrote a couple, but I'll let you go first then. Go you let me you go first then? Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you go first. All right. Because, Sean, my contract that I'm going to go with is a player that you love. I'm going to say the worst contract in hockey. Sean, which position do I always say you should not invest a lot of cap space in? The goaltender position. Which is why... I am going to the worst contract in hockey being the one of Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky has the worst contract in the NHL. He is owed $10 million per season through 2026. He has a no movement clause. He's coming off the worst season in his career. He's never played well in any other system other than the one that John Tortorella runs in Columbus. And to top it off, Sean, they used a top 15 pick to draft a goalie the year they signed him. Sergei Bobrovsky is the worst contract in the league by far. Okay, now here's the thing. He can turn that around, though. Look, I, and, and I'm not saying, like, right now, Sergei Bobrovsky's contract does not look good. It's a lot for a goalie. You hate goalie contracts. I get it. But he has time to turn that around. And it's not like Sergei Bobrovsky sitting there at 37 years old and with five years left on his contract and they have to pay him $10 million. I think that there is a margin there. Yeah. He's coming off his worst year with the Florida Panthers, but I still think that it doesn't necessarily have to be the worst contract. I'm going to go to the Minnesota wild. And I know they had a couple of contracts just sitting there, but I'm going to go with Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi is 36 years old. He has five years left on a contract that pays him seven and a half million dollars. Now, why is the contract bad? One, it hasn't been good from the beginning. In his time with the New Jersey Devils, before he signed this contract, he had five 30 goal seasons. Five 30 goal seasons. He's done it in eight years once in Minnesota. Five times he hits 60 points plus, including a 94-point season with the Devils. They go sign him to this long contract. In the first eight years, he's only hit 60 points twice, and that was 61 and 62. And now you still have five years left on this contract. It, he's not going to get better. You think he's suddenly going to turn into a 30-goal scorer and a 60-point player year in and year out at 37, 38, 39? It's been bad from the beginning, and there's no sign of getting out of it. So that's why I, I think there's a little bit of a difference there when it comes to the Bobrovsky. There's light maybe that it can get better, and he can put in a season where he's going to be a top-10 goalie. He may not be worth $10 million. But Zach Parise has not been worth this money from the 
get-go with Minnesota Wild. He's proven in the prime years of the contract, and now he's in the twilight of the contract. Oh, twilight? Five years left at 36 years old. Awful contract. Minnesota Wild and Zach Parise. I think it's worse. I could say the same thing about Ryan Suter, but I think there's more to be said about what a defenseman can do at 37, 38, 39 versus a scoring forward. I'm going to go with Zach Parise. The uh, the only thing I'll say about that, Sean, is that the Sergei Bobrovsky contract, in my opinion, is untradeable, where Zach Parise, Lou Lamorello is stupid enough to make that move. Yeah, he also has a no-move uh, uh, clause, too, on top of that. Uh, and just a little bit of love. Can I just throw this out there? A little bit of love to a, to a signing that I loved by Vancouver uh, five years ago, Louis Erickson. Yeah, it's six, a bad contract. It's a bad deal. Six years, million. He, uh, he had uh, three 30-goal score seasons with Dallas and Boston. In f- This will be his fifth year with Vancouver. In the four years, he's only scored 38 goals. Yeah. His highest was 11. 11. And he still has two years left on that contract as a 35-year-old. I mean, that is a really bad contract. It was very close to being number two for me. All right. Uh, hey, Sean, let's uh, let's get going here because uh, I spent an hour and 15 minutes in traffic today, so my phone battery is at 7%. All right, let's go. It's time for a pop quiz. I don't want you to do a pop quiz. I don't want to do a pop quiz. We talk about Dave trying to do it all the time. He's the man that makes the magic happen here on the Post Game Pints podcast. We welcome in for the first time at our second guest. He's not a guest. He's part of the family. What's up, DT? What's up, guys? How are you? Good to join you. Hey, you're drinking the Ukrainian one, too. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you got to show some love for the Ukrainians. Uh Awesome. It's delicious. It's great. So, uh, Dave, we're bringing you in because you're going to pop with uh, Mitch and I. Sweet. I can't wait. Did I disappear? It's not here, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I just lost him on the screen. Give me uh, a second here. That's fine. There you go. I'm back. Hey, Dave's back. <laughs> Dave is back. Yes. Dave is back. All right, guys. Um, so uh, last, uh, you know, uh, when the playoffs came back, everyone was wondering, you know, would you rather have Alex Lafreniere? Would you rather have um, NHL playoff action for the Habs? So I uh, just want to know, uh, the pop quiz is I want to know the last 10 first overall NHL picks to win the Stanley Cup. The last 10. There haven't been a lot. There's been 55 first overall draft picks in the NHL, and only 16 have won the Stanley Cup. Sean, so, you want to go back and first? Back and forth? Yeah, yeah. sure. So uh, the la- within the last 10? Yeah. yeah. Last All right. 10. So, Sean, I'll Two. start. Go ahead. Sam Coates. I was going to say Stamkos. Got it. Well, I'm going in, in order here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you go Stamkos. Uh, give me Patrick Kane. That's right. Also in order. Uh, Ovechkin. That's right. Crosby. Yep. Flurry. That's right. All right. You guys got five already. Uh, let's go with, uh, last 10, 16 overall would, uh, Mario, Mario just makes it. He's number uh, nine. I was going back. I was going to go on the other end. Okay. Number nine. The Cavalier. That's right. So you guys have seven. You need three more. 
All right, so if Mario's on that list, would Iserman be on that list? He is not. He is okay. not. Mike Madano. Hey, there you go. Well done. Gala, you're killing it. Mike Madano. Oh, yeah, you picked that up, eh? So another number one pick. 89 draft, my friend. <laughs> 89. So, so there's two left. They're, they're both quite hard, I would say. Not, number not, one pick? Not the obvious ones, you would think. He wasn't a number one. Never mind. I was going to just yell Eric Stahl. Number two in the flurry draft. Mm -hmm. I know. He was number two. Uh, how am I thinking here? Now I'm trying to think out loud. So number one picks. All right, Mitch, go ahead. I don't want to, I don't want it to drag too long. I don't know if you won a cup. I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to say Roman Hammerlick. He did not win a cup. That was a good no. pick, but uh, a similar, similar type play. Well, not similar type player, but similar type pick uh, would be there. Oh. No, Johnson didn't win a pick. No. 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 We're talking a little further back now, the last two. Okay, so now we're going number further eight, back. Number eight and number 10. One of them won a cup with the Canadians. A number one overall pick that won it with the Canadians. Brian Bellows. No. I was just about to, no. Bellows was a first overall. First he was a sec pick. second overall pick, I believe. He was Brian second Bellows. overall pick? Yes. Bellows was. Yeah. Savard was it? Was Savard a first round pick? First, no. no, he wasn't first overall. No. He was a first round, but he wasn't a first overall. No. Uh, so then was it made? Uh, it's someone Bobby. very round. He has, he has two Stanley Cup. That's the number 10. Bobby Smith is number 11. So Bobby Smith is number 11? Oh, Bobby Smith is number 11. The Very close. Pick, Bobby Smith. Oh. Yes, he was. The coveted number 11. Now that hits me. The number 11 <laughs> hits me, Gallo. Uh, with the Canadians. That's right. In 86. Who's the number one overall pick on the Canadians? He wasn't drafted by the Canadians. He won a cup with the Canadians. I know. That's why I went with Bellows. Yeah. Um, he also, was also a number two. Ramaj. Oh, sorry. I just actually gave it to you. So it would be the number 10 is Rob Ramaj. Rob Ramaj. Rob Ram he was a first overall pick, right? He was a first overall pick, yeah. Wow. Ramage. And he won the cup twice with the Flames and the Canadians. I did, not, I did not know he was a first overall pick. So then the other one you said, like Roman Hammer, like it's got to be a defenseman. It is. Who did he win the cup with? You want me to? Detroit. He won with Detroit. Because Lidstrom wasn't. No. Chalios, no. The Russian guys. No. Who's the defenseman? Oh, Larry Murphy. Very close. Joe, Joe Murphy. Ah! Joe Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good go. question, Dave. You That's got it. Uh, for Joe Murphy. <laughs> the, other ones in, uh, the other ones from 12 to 16, Rick Green, Denis okay. Pervain. Gila Fleur. Oh, you know what? I, I, was, I should have said Rick Green when you said 86 Habs. Right. I definitely said that. And uh, Réjean Hull, and then uh, a goaltender named Michel Plasse, who was a backup what? goalie for yeah. one of the uh, Canadians. Right. So, Dave, are you trying to say that drafting first is not good? 
Yes, exactly. No one should ever try to draft first overall. It's just not in, the odds are not in your favor. You know? Interesting. That's a good pop quiz. I like that one, Dave. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's well, fun. Thanks for having you on. This is brought to you by Trenadui Entertainment. We're good. <laughs> name that podcast. All right. Oh. Guys, we got to name that podcast. What do we got? What, do you, what are your notes there, Mitch? I'm going to go with uh, my battery's dead. <laughs> I like it. I, I, think you, I think you wanted to keep going back. You've been going down that toilet one. What, you had Arizona poop emoji, toilet, and they all <laughs> never got cho- chosen. So your, your, your battery is, Gallo's battery is dead. I like it. Let's give him that. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks. That's the Post Game Pines podcast. Campbell, Gallo, Trent to do Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome! No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.